0: Hello, hello everyone. Welcome to the Will C Blogs podcast. I sound like I'm really obsessed with myself every time I say that, but I have an amazing guest. I have four you're like a man of many, 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 many things. I'm just gonna say Mark Delaney. Mark, how are you, buddy? Doing well, how are you? I am tired and nervous. I always get nervous around you. It's weird. (laughs) Well, <laughs> you're like the big brother of video gaming to me. Like you've always had my sh- a mentor, one would say, right? No. Interesting.
1: I you mean, yeah, I. I guess I edited a lot of your scripts, but that, that shouldn't give me too much uh, credit in your eyes.
0: <laughs> Wait, but no, 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 no. When you toss someone your script, there's a lot of like, shit, this guy's going to think I'm dumb. Or uh, like every time I saw your comments, I'm like, I should have known that already. <laughs> no, I, don't worry about it. I,
1: I never thought that way about anybody. Well, there was probably one guy we worked with that, that wasn't very good, but that wasn't you.
0: <laughs> there was some people oh my gosh but aside from just giving people need context people need to understand so my question is well it's not a question i would love for you to introduce yourself explain what do you do and uh we'll start from there
1: sure yeah uh i, I guess i do too much these days i'm always busy primarily uh i write in the game industry weekdays i'm do i do news for open critic i'm everywhere these days yeah. games radar Game Skinny, the escapist with you now, Mm. which was pretty neat to see when you showed up in the Slack one day. Uh, I don't know. I'm everywhere. I I just write as much as people are willing to pay me for. And I work a night job on top of that. I've got two kids and a wife and a puppy who won't be potty trained. Uh, So we're busy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The man of all trades. Oh, I love it. Okay, all right. So uh, before we even get to the let's catch up thingy, I have to ask just because this is going to slip my mind and I'm dumb. The open critic gig, how did that even come to be? I know this is, we're jumping ahead, but i just- I think I reached out to them actually a couple of years ago.
1: It must've been around the time I went freelance, which was like Mayish of 2019. I don't know. I just, I liked OpenCritic when they were like the new up and comer trying to take on Metacritic. I thought mm-hmm. they were doing a better job of it. Um, not agreed, not least of all because their site loads well and Metacritics is a disaster. Every time I try to visit it with all the ads everywhere and <laughs> OpenCritic doesn't look like that. Mm-hmm. So I was just a fan of, you know, the, the sort of indie unit that they had built. I wasn't too familiar with, I mean, I wasn't really familiar at all with anybody who was working on it behind the scenes, but I came to learn it was just three people who started it up, uh, wanted to do Metacritic, but better. And I said, Hey, uh, you know, it looks like you guys are trying to do news once in a while. Cause at the time they, they were, but it was pretty sporadic. It Mm -hmm. seemed to be on someone's schedule that maybe that person was, was pretty busy. And then that person just left entirely. And then a couple months went by without any news from them, but they just came back to me one day and said, Hey, you, if we needed your help and we would like your help. I said, cool. I would still like to give you my help. So (laughs) now I just do, uh. Couple news stories for them every morning or or night. Well, basically they're they're published you know every morning. Yeah, and then uh, and that's it. Yeah, it's just news over there. So I don't get to like voice my loud opinions or anything. But sometimes I'll sneak one into a news article. I guess
0: it's almost it seems just genuinely nice because you always come across as just like the nice guy to me not that i'm in saying anything bad but i just kind of love the like the gentle playfulness is like hey guys if you need help i'll help you and then they're like yo we need your help and you're like still there
1: yeah that's pretty much how it works so it was i was glad it worked out that way It just it's just one of many reminders over the past couple of years that i've had where he revealed to myself like just send the email just ask the question the worst that happens is they say no and exactly. then you go on and do something else so <laughs> occasionally
0: it works out No shame, no shame, but I'm going to chop it here because guess what? We have to start talking about other things. So let's just let a transition slide in here. Now we're in the section where we actually catch up in which I have so many questions, Mark, you have no idea. I feel like we haven't really had a proper chat since we were together on TA just BSing with TA playlists, which. By the way, do you miss by any chance?
1: I miss it in a way. I I don't miss it mainly because I know I don't really have the time to do it weekly anymore or monthly, whatever it was. I miss the idea of doing it again, but I know feasibly I couldn't do it anyway. So it kind of it kind of helps me move on.
0: (laughs) Well, also, you got to make money, which transitions to me asking, how has life been as a freelancer since you've wrapped up with your time at True Achievements?
1: Yeah, it's been extremely busy at all times. I have this problematic say yes policy where (laughs) I take on too much work and then have to do it all (laughs) by deadline. Sometimes uh, deadlines that clash and I'm pretty good about hitting deadlines anyway, but uh, I I do take on too much at times and uh, sometimes it drives my wife crazy.
0: (laughs) I mean, there's no shame in that because like you've mentioned, and it's weird because when I was younger, I didn't have this sort of mentality. The more you say yes, the more chances and opportunities kind of present itself in which even if you feel like you have absolutely no idea what you're doing, at least like there's so many other options and you you don't put yourself in this box because... We just talk about this off uh, off the podcast. We're like, it's easy to put yourself in a box. Right. I mean, if you a lot of times I've been like, I don't know if I can do this. And then, you know, I just kind of do it like I consider myself a, a, a baby editor. Like I'm no movie editor. I'm no full TV broadcast editor. I can't edit an episode of. Oh, what's that show? I've been watching. It's a show you love. Ah, uh, uh, you actually you posted about it. Uh, the Twilight Zone, the remake. I'm still on see- oh, the yeah, second yeah. season. Holy crap. You finished up, right? Oh, the. The new ones with Jordan Peele, I,
1: I've we've barely watched them because they made them exclusive for a while. I think now they're on disc or I can buy them, but oh. we haven't we haven't done the the hard work of of tracking oh. them down yet. We tried the the trial, you know, they kept it behind the CBS. Oh yes. While. So we watched what we could in a week, and then we canceled before they started charging us for How I Met Your Mother and other bad shows. So, Oh, my we, God.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's so many, too. It's like Disney Plus, CBS All Access. Now there's like Discovery, oh, yeah. blah, blah blah And I'm like, how does anyone... What? Like, I have to pay for the internet, too, guys. Take it freaking easy. <laughs> yeah, we hopefully,
1: you know, the way we've set it up is we pay for one or two. My sister pays for one or two. My dad pays for one or two. And then Mm -hmm. we're all just sharing passwords, which I think, you know, back in the day, Netflix used to try to stop that. They would they would like shut you down if too many people were watching at a time. I think Mm -hmm. Netflix still does that. But nobody else seems to do that. HBO, we've got like eight people have our HBO account now. It doesn't ever (laughs) tell us too many are watching it at once. And maybe we just haven't hit that wall. But I think they don't exist anymore. I think people just realized only a certain number of people are going to buy in. And if everybody else is watching then guess somehow that's good enough for their business model i don't know <laughs> well too <laughs> so many so- people dependent on the on the payers those those who are paying never uh <laughs> never cash out <laughs> they just subscribe month after month i guess
0: there's also no shame in that i think disney plus also was like listen we're, we're giving you this for like dirt cheap share it because at the end of the day one they're just going to be like you know it's probably easier just for me to get it myself like yeah because it's so expensive.
1: You know, you could either try to get two different people to buy two different subscriptions or you let them share the one subscription, but now you've got two Disney freaks who are going to buy the t-shirts and the hoodies and mm-hmm. the mugs and and everything else. So you you get it back in the end.
0: <laughs> yep, no, 100%. You know what's crazy actually? I didn't think HBO Max now that we're on streaming. I didn't think HBO Max would be as popular as it's is now. I'm not going to lie. The app, the way that is structured is trash. They need to update that immediately. But yeah, there's some quality content on there. I watched some uh, like one of the like a couple of the originals and like a movie here or there. But I was like, you know what? I'm thoroughly impressed. I don't even know what is the price for HBO Max again, because I was sharing with somebody. I don't know. That's one of them that we do pay for. But you know how it
1: is with the subscription where once they just start taking it out, you're not paying attention. I'm like, whatever, just whatever it's (laughs) costing me. I don't. It's been months since I looked. I think it's 15, but it's I love H- HBO is my favorite. Every you know, all these sites I write for, they ask me for a, an author bio because you have to just write a little bit about yourself. Yeah, of course. And at all of them, I say, oh, I, I write here, here and here. Uh, I like to bike. I have two kids and a wife. And I really like HBO. Like HBO is like the best in my mind. And somehow it makes it into my author bios.
0: It's funny because even then, I remember at one point you were talking about HBO. It was years ago. I think. It was either you and or your wife. I don't remember the conversation, but I think it was Sopranos finale. The Sopranos finale. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I, I still get where you guys are coming from, but I'm also like, I don't
1: yeah, I don't know if we I don't know if we can spoil a, a finale. That's I think now I think this is probably the 14th or 15th anniversary. Maybe, maybe that's still too soon for some people. But yeah, <laughs> we have differing opinions on on how they ended that. And, and of course, it is a controversial ending. I just usually when a show does something or any sort of, you know, fiction does something weird with its ending. I tend to like it versus the you know, there's always a contingent of like, ah, that was too weird or I didn't get it or that was mm-hmm. stupid. Like, like, I'm like, ah, it was weird. And they went for it. I, I like it, even even if I didn't love it. But, although I will say in this case of The Sopranos, I do love the ending.
0: <laughs> A lot of people fell on fell that category. I think more so I have to kind of go through it like entirely because I just had we were just talking about controversial endings in classes in classes. Oh, like right. Yeah. And that's why that. we had that conversation. And I was like very much in the vein of like maybe because I haven't pieced everything together. It's for me. It's just like uh this seems very dramatic for no reason and then very much like too abrupt for me. But I did buy it on Google Play as soon as you said that, because at the time I was like, I have an Android TV. So let's just check it out. So one day I'm going to do it. Yeah, well now if
1: you have HBO still, it's all on there too. That's I should have clarified before. HBO Max. I don't watch any of the the new stuff that they put out, but just to get the <laughs> back catalog of all those great shows that they've done over the last like twenty years or whatever. Some of which you know I was too young for at the time. Mm-hmm. Catching up now, but some of the best stuff ever is on, is on that app, including the Sopranos finale, which is is perfect by the way.
0: <laughs> just to touch back a little bit because you did say you've been writing for pretty much everywhere under the sun, and we just wrapped up on January. So this is just curious, and this this was initially going to be a topic that we talked about, but in the briefest term, could you possibly sum up what was your favorite game to either play or review in January? Oh, e- easily Hitman 3. I've been playing those... F- for i think the first one
1: came out in 99 it was pc only and i didn't touch that one but since pretty much like a year or two later i've played them all almost at launch even when i was a kid and shouldn't be playing games about an assassin and then yeah i've been i've been even working on those games since 2012 not in the studio i mean but from a writing perspective so whenever a new hitman comes out it's it's a holiday for me and and thankfully three was was excellent i forget where i I, see i'm all over the place i don't even remember where i wrote the review i think it was
0: game skinny if i'm not crazy
1: might be wrong oh yeah it was you know why because i've I, just last week i did like seven or eight guides for them too usually when you write over there you do the review and then you do a bunch of guides if they need them as well so do they commission weird... you
0: for the guides too or is it all like all in one package
1: oh yeah each each item is 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 its own oh
0: Yes, I hear her in the background. And oh, really? You can hear that? Well, yeah, I, 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 hear I, that. I don't know if it's going to be in the podcast, which She's is so... upstairs
1: behind a closed
0: door. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I have super hearing. No, it's all good. Just because January, I haven't really done a lot of coverage. I did one game, but it, it's a smaller indie game called Tohu, which is coming out soon. It's actually out already. What am I talking about?
1: Yeah, I think uh, it came out last week. I didn't play it, but Yeah, I, I you were saw giving it. away
0: a code and I was like whoever gets tohu's going to who's gonna hopefully love it if they like the point and click thing cuz that's my sort of jam just because I remember playing that as a kid. But I've actually been playing and you're going to judge me because it is your daughter's name part of it. Uh I was playing the first Last of Us because I never had a chance to play it. Oh, yeah. you never played before? I've have never you been spoiled played. by now or no? I'm spoiled in the way that I know Ellie and Joel are in the second one. That's it. Yeah, I'm yeah. Absent-minded in terms of everything else. Don't go looking for any spoilers. You're, you're going to like it a lot better this way. <laughs> a lot of people at The Escapists have sort of mentioned and hinted that they did not like the sequel at all, which to each his own not mad at it i'm curious to see what happens but i also need to get over the hurdle or possibly lower the difficulty because dude i die so freaking much and i just want the narrative and i'm like i'm tired of dying i can't hit oh my yeah. freaking shots for nothing and i'm i'm searching in every single crevice that i can because all sort of items seem like very scarce aside from bottles and bricks for reasons i don't know Yeah. So it's just like, "Ah, I need to get through this. But uh, yeah, (sighs) I would say have no shame
1: and dialing it down if you need to, because uh, I mean, I I beat that game. Probably four or five times, including at the hardest. They added an even harder difficulty oh, in the DLC. Yeah. But I've also beaten it once or twice on easy, just going back and playing through it again for fun. Yeah. And I can tell you on easy, the uh, like the resources that you're so desperate for are much more abundant. As long as you open all those drawers that they give you, like you'll you'll have more than what you need for every encounter by the end of it. You'll you'll beat the game with with leftovers.
0: Well, I just chalked it up to me not being good because I'm at normal, <laughs> and I'm <laughs> like, what? The frick is going off. Thank God. Ellie just randomly shivs bastards in the back of the neck. Yeah. And I'm just like, yes, because if not, I would have been freaking dead. Holy crap. Yeah. we. Yeah. Uh, my
1: daughter, you know, you mentioned that that's her names. That's actually her namesake. We named her after that. Ellie, my wife, Emma, already liked the name Eleanor. And, and I guess I did, too. But really, in my heart, at least maybe more than my wife's. Uh, she's Ellie because of that. Ellie,
0: <laughs> since we're mentioning Ellie, how has life been as a dad? Because you've had, obviously, connections outside of that, but as for balancing the freelancing thing and being like your first, I don't want to say it's your first child, but, you know. First biological, yeah. Biological, first, which is first
1: weird. First baby first baby. Cause when I, you're alluding to my son, Nathan as well. And he, uh, well, he was six months when I met him, but he was two by the time I lived with him. And, uh, yeah. so this is Ellie's been my first infant and now she's even almost two anyway, because time oh, is an illusion and somehow uh, <laughs> we're uh. traveling through it at a speed we can't <laughs> comprehend. But, <laughs> uh, the baby thing, I was pretty scared when, uh, When I found out we were having a baby, but then I just kind of just put all the trust on my wife to to guide me through and hold my hand. And and to her credit, she did that. So it's it's not as scary as I thought it would be. I, I tell people all the time that don't have kids. If you think you'd like it, you're right. If you think you wouldn't like it, you're probably wrong. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I love because
1: that. it's it's really awesome i admit some people just probably aren't made for that sort of thing and mm-hmm. and that's fine no no shame to them some people live child free and whatever that's what they want to do but i think some people that might like spook themselves into the idea kind of like when i say just say yes to the email that asks you yeah. to do something like just have the baby and then you'll see it's not so bad you just take one day at a time and then all of a sudden they're 15 and throwing things at you because they can't take the car that night or something <laughs> so <laughs>
0: I'm taking you out of context. He said, overpopulate the world. I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna ask about TA, but we we don't have the best of memories. We have good memories, but you know what? We, we've been chit chatting a little bit too much and we got topics to talk about. So, let's get on to the three topics of today last episode was very music oriented so this time back for the gaming stuff you nerds i say that lovingly (laughs) because i'm probably one of the biggest so a big piece of news dropped it's more i think i'm curious to see what mark's feelings are about this thing but in case you haven't heard google stadia shut down its internal studios which i can't say is shocking so basically (laughs) if you've been living under a rock Google Stadia, the concept is no powerful PC, no console. You just need a internet, strong internet uh, might I add, a google device or chrome and yeah i think you're good to go to play a ton of games and you just oh you can't also forget the fact that you have to uh, also pay for that right it's a subscription model and also pay for the game which was one of the things i was like poor me can't afford these things but that is not the point so uh basically <laughs> in this kotaku article i always say kotaku weird but it's basically saying that they have heard sources close to stadia That last week they will be making a major change to the service. One of the game industries told Kotaku, which we're barring hi Kotaku, that Google was canceling multiple projects, basically any game slated for release beyond a specific 2021 window, though they believe that the games are close to release would still come out. Today, kind of brought some clarification to what the situation is. And Mark, you are the person that I think is most predominantly supportive of Stadia based off my Twitter followers. I don't follow that many people. Um, So I'm very curious to see what your output or input on this bad boy is. You can correct me. I'm an idiot.
1: You got all that right so far. I, uh, as an aside, it is funny that this news dropped an hour before we started to record because I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, well, this is I mean, we have other topics to discuss. I think we'll get to them. But when this came up, I was like, this is just perfect because, yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm not I'm no fanboy of the service, but I cover it a lot. True. And I just I tended to give Stadia the benefit of the doubt more than some others. There's one other guy. I mean, one other person at all in the industry that I know is named uh david jag now if i'm pronouncing the last name right it looks french and i might be getting it wrong (laughs) but uh between he and i it seems like you get the bulk of the stadia coverage just from us and there's a few sites that focus just on stadia and stuff but uh yeah unfortunately for those sites and unfortunately for me and david stadia is basically what they've done today is shut down stadia games and entertainment which is kind of like xbox shutting down xbox game studios Mm -hmm. except instead of thankfully instead of 23 studios where everybody would lose their jobs if xbox did such a thing it was two Um, right? yeah it's two well it's really even one but it's split across two cities gotcha but it's 150 people out of jobs that Google says they're going to try to find them jobs elsewhere in the company. I don't know how realistic that is because some of these people are game developers and Stadia <laughs> isn't developing games. So you're going to pivot them to like making Chrome OS. I don't get it. But <laughs> those are stories we'll only hear in drips over the next couple of months or years or whatever, probably that by and large, probably those people have to find new jobs. It's absurd to me because like I said, I always gave Stadia the benefit of the doubt. And I was, I was never like cynical on it. Like a lot of people were. Mm-hmm. And I I knew about Google's uh, infamous reputation for starting and then ceasing (laughs) projects like this within probably exactly this time frame. It's insane because almost a year ago to the day, it was early January, so we're only a few weeks after the one year anniversary of when they announced a bunch of this stuff was happening. Uh So a year later, they're canceling a project that certainly should have been given four to five years in development time anyway. You know, if if you're telling me you're you're starting up a studio to make a big time game, I don't expect to hear about that game again for at least three to five years. So why would you, (laughs) it's just so short sighted to to go through all this effort and then, almost exactly one year later, say, ah, never
0: mind, it's all gone now. I mean, I've never seen say, anything like it. <laughs> can, can you say you're shocked though? Because I feel like a lot of people, and I'll admit, I was a cynical bastard who was like, you know what? If Google's going to do something, Stadia might not last as long as some people might think. The fact that they had they had actual development studios just shut down shocking because I feel like this was just almost guaranteed just coming down the pipeline
1: yeah I guess it's it's not that they're gone it's that they're already gone for for me i mean it's just like it's been a year yeah. you just open the doors and now you're closing the doors plus they had uh they have third party agreements with harmonics with supermassive who did like until dawn and mm-hmm. those awesome horror games yep. uh and uppercut who did like submerge they're, they're more of an indie studio uh, yeah. than the other the others have more name recognition but uh the uppercut game, which was submerged to they call it submerged hidden depths. It's like an indie boat sailing around on a boat with mm. your little brother. That just hit Stadia a couple of weeks ago, I think in January. So that one came out. But I don't know what's what the fate of these the supermassive game is, whatever that was gonna be, and the harmonics game. Because those are two studios that even if I don't love what they're doing, I'm always fascinated by what they've tried to do, you know? Yeah, of course. Like I've never been a huge music game fan, but like You were talking about Fuser really recently. Stuff. Yeah, fuse. Yeah, they just made Fuser. I like that one a lot. Or supermassive just they're still doing their dark pictures and i would have loved to have seen what they were doing whether or not they were leveraging the cloud technology in a certain way that only stadia could allow for Mm -hmm. because nobody had really done that yet either and now apparently they probably won't (laughs) i don't know but so those are third party games though with like a partnership and it's hard to read between the lines with what stadia said because what they're telling us is first party is axed third party will continue, but we're going to basically pivot to selling cloud tech to other teams to use. It, it would say powered by Stadia or powered by Google or something on like the next Assassin's Creed or something if they use this tech for for themselves. Mm-hmm. And and that's basically all the future of Stadia might be, except for the fact that they, they swear in that article that they're going to, in their announcement, that they're going to continue seeking out Third-party games to bring to the platform, and I just I think I just don't believe them in that regard, which leads me to worry about those those other games that they already promised were coming.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm fearful for anything Google says, and I I don't mean to be it as just like a, I'm just crapping on Stadia, but like I haven't had the best of experience with Google products uh aside from like a Chromecast. Obviously, I sound silly because Gmail and Google like their their service as a software in terms of business has been perfect, but Stadia for me at least, and I don't know if this again, just me being cynical, or more so just because of the fact that I, I haven't been keeping up with it. But it seems like there's always, like you mentioned, there's a time frame where things start and then roughly give or take a couple years, sometimes a couple months. Things <laughs> just tend to take a dive. And I'm it's bad because I don't think I inherently want to see stadia take an l in any regards but realistically i don't see the appeal for like new subscribers like for me what i thought was going to be the appeal to grab people was the sort of thing where they had an exclusive game yeah there's no exclusive game on stadia even though you can do what you want and pay the subscription and pay per game a lot of people can build an entry-level pc and i get it that's the whole thing it's like anti in terms of the audience that they're looking for, that niche. But at that point, I mean, maybe I'm just thinking in terms of money at this point. I'm like, you understand that people literally build or get someone to build, whether it be for content creation or just gaming, and then pirate and or purchase whatever they please because it's dirt cheap. I think Borderlands, would, even though it's not new, it's approaching, what, a year? I feel like I grabbed Borderlands on PC for like a total of $10. And maybe yeah. that's that's because I had the Epic's coupon that came with it, the Epic game one. I, and you've gotten into PC gaming recently. You've been doing it for reviews. It was a pre-build or did you? I'm assuming a pre-build, no? Uh, yeah, this one was pre-built. I, I wouldn't know how to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, I mean, I also don't have, I should be getting 100 up and 100 down in terms of uh, uh, my internet speed. Yet, for some reason, when I'm hardwired into a Stadia game, I'm glitched and I'm struggling. And I'm not the mm-hmm. only person I know people who have files, which is probably the best that they can get in this area, not in terms of price, but in terms of speed. And they struggle. Mm-hmm. So the added things of not having the sort of games that they want, paying an additional fee just to sort of access the 4K, not that you need to. But, you know, having the bang for the buck and do everything, it could be a pricey investment, I guess, just as pricey as a PC. But the difference is one time and and, and reoccurring. That was always their issue. And, and I always saw that and we're
1: already speaking of Stadia as though it's dead and buried, even though they say it's going to continue. But uh, well, uh, then
0: wait, before you even go, then do you think Stadia has a cutoff date? Let's just say in the future. And I'm saying like probable five years or so. Do you think Stadia will still be a thing and then go from there? No, no, not invite <laughs>
1: Certainly not. I mean, if
0: you asked me yesterday, I would have said,
1: yeah, maybe or yeah, even I hope so. Mm-hmm. but not not after today because just I was actually just talking with David who I mentioned earlier as the other as the other guy who has his finger on the pulse of Stadia. Mm-hmm. We were kind of dissecting the the announcement that Stadia put out itself versus the the Kotaku version of it. There was like one sentence dedicated to we will continue supporting third-party games and everything else was... I mean, first of all, the, whole, the first two paragraphs were a whole bunch of nothing. It was, oh, well, this is how we see the future of gaming going and when we started this, we wanted mm-hmm. to do this and that. And it was all of these corporate speak... Like, like, Hey, we really wanted to get this done, but, and then it gets to the butt and, and you find out it's, it's, <laughs> it's not going to get done, but then they talked a lot, a full paragraph worth of how they're going to pivot to applying their Stadia cloud tech to other companies, other, other studios that want to use it. And then there was just one sentence about third party. So I, I would expect within the next, honestly, at this point, if it's moving this fastly within the well, fastly, within uh the <laughs> next good. year. I would say Stadia Pro probably doesn't exist anymore because once you start or rather once you stop getting games to that, who are you charging? Why are they allowing it? Like eventually, even if even if people were just foolishly just had their subscriptions on autopilot and forgot all about that, they were still paying Google. I mean, at a certain point, Google would would just say enough is enough. Stop giving us your money. Like (laughs) we're not Mm -hmm. we're not even supporting the service anymore. You know, they're they're going to ask that sadly pretty soon i think i mean who which third party game wants wants to put in the effort to making a cloud version yep because ap- apparently that's that's additional dev time that's why a lot of games come out elsewhere and then a few weeks later it's on stadia mm-hmm. because apparently you need those that extra time in the in the studio to make it cloud compatible like who's going to go through that effort especially with little teams one thing stadia did do pretty well was they had a lot of weird indies on there that yes even if they were elsewhere it was cool to check them out if that was the only way you could you could get a hold of them i mean this is the they're creating a serious lack of confidence here for not just the consumers who already now the people who are making the games are gonna be like no I'm not I'm not gonna spend an extra month doing that paying my six employees when I'm barely making my money back as an indie studio like yeah just we're just not gonna to come to Stadia because we don't know if it's even gonna be there by the time we're ready to launch I mean the, remarkably today Journey to the Savage Planet just hit the service and that's remarkable because mm-hmm. Journey to the Savage Planet is developed by Typhoon which is a bunch of former Ubisoft people I mean mm-hmm. not entirely but it's It's led by former Ubisoft people who made like Far Cry and Assassin's Creed. They went kind of indie and made Journey last year. Journey of the Savage Planet, I should say again, not not Mm -hmm. Journey. That's a totally different experience. Different things. (laughs) And it was was like two or three weeks before that that game launched at the end of January last year that Google said, oh, hey, we bought Typhoon. They're, They're with us now. And now on the same day that their first party acquisition studio launches their game on their service, finally, they're coming out and having to say, yeah, we're not doing first party anymore which it's just i mean it's just really sad you can see it's just falling apart fast i guess they must the pro subscriber base must be so low and they're just like they see the writing on the wall it's like no this isn't working
0: Uh, they came out the freaking door boasting their (laughs) chest they were so excited they had the guy what's his name phil what's his last name Uh, oh uh, harrison i think oh my god didn't he wasn't he part of like playstation at one point and doing a ps3 launch I feel yeah, like that was, the then thing. the
1: Xbox, and then the Xbox One as well. So he's oh three for three. Oh
0: God, he is just <laughs> missing everything he does. Oh my God! Somebody get this man a different job.
1: Oh yeah. well, okay. I th- yeah, I think he, they Google just said he's in charge of of getting new third party games on the, the platform. I think, or maybe he's in charge of the cloud tech thing that they want to do. I forget. In in their statement, <laughs> they just said what he's doing next. It's like, oh, okay, so that's that's next on your hit list, I guess. Oh
0: my God, it's just like you're setting him up for failure. I mean, it's not yeah. like it was initially gonna be I, I again I was coming in hoping that stadia would be great. I was at the point where I was considering buying like a f- um the four k chromecast, which I actually ended up buying just because I wanted it and then huh. forgetting it for like it has chromecast capability ah, but wait, I mean not chromecast it has uh, Google stadia capability, but no, they didn't even have it where you had you had to have a regular stadia at one point, point. and oh, I was like, yeah this at first yeah. I mean, like you had to have a regular Chromecast. I'm switching it interchangeably, but you know exactly what I mean. You know yeah. how annoying that is. How do you not support the one thing? Like literally, it is under your umbrella, and you're like, "Sorry, we got to wait to an update." It's I don't know that for me that was just like mm. somewhere in Google. There's a lot of shuffling, and it doesn't seem to be going in the right direction. But yeah, I don't know. I mean. If you can enjoy it, you can enjoy it, but enjoy it while you can, because Lord knows (laughs) how long you're going to be able to do that bad boy. Yeah, it's sad. Uh, And going from one business conversation, I have no idea what's going on. We're going to connect to another business conversation where hopefully I don't sound like an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) And we're talking about stonks this time. That's right. You might be confused. I said stonks. I meant it. You know what stonks are, right? Uh only a name. Oh, wow. I, I've
1: I've read the details of, of this GameStop thing from eight different, you know, copy pasted sources that have said, no, this is the explainer that really makes sense <laughs> of it all,
0: and I still can't make sense of it all. <laughs> oh, goodness. I'm like,
1: I all I'm learning is money
0: is imaginary. <laughs> Everything's a figment of your imagination. No, I kept <laughs> saying stonks instead of stocks. You know Oh yeah, kid- I know that. Okay, because kids say yeah, stonks. Yeah. I don't know why.
1: Oh, if you're just asking if I'm up on my meme culture, yes, for good. Sure.
0: All right, good. good. <laughs> Even though it's a slightly dated, I find this very interesting. So we're talking a little bit about the GameStop situation with the stock market. Quite frankly, this may sound all jumbled. I'll try to keep it as simple as possible. Basically, let's hopefully I don't sound like an idiot. People have taken or taken to Reddit, specifically the Wall Street Bets subreddit and basically try to do a short squeeze on GameStop. And if you don't know what a short squeeze is, LOL, me trying to explain it's not gonna be any better. It's basically the idea of borrowing something, selling it while it's at its point, price point, hoping the price goes down, and then from there, when you're giving them back their stock, you basically keep the difference. So, get rich scheme, right? Right? No? Okay, so it's just very, very funny because uh, on a failed podcast that I had Ethan on because I lost credentials. I'm very good at losing credentials, but now I'm better. (laughs) Uh, No, no, no. Uh, Ethan and I were talking about the death of GameStop. And those who don't know Ethan, it's OKEA on Twitter. OK, mm-hmm. yeah. Great journalist. And basically, we were talking about GameStop no longer having its real. I don't know. They don't they're not popular. Their longevity was questionable. Way, way more questionable than Google mm-hmm. Stadia. But the fact that they were slowly going downhill because no one really buys physical as much. And then on top of that, GameStop already doesn't give you value based off the games you physically have or the hardware. So it's just interesting seeing this going back full circle. Mark, do you have any input on this? Because I have a lot, but I, I'm curious to see what you have to say first. Well, yeah, first of all, clearly we should have been on Reddit more uh-huh. <laughs> a couple of weeks ago. Oh, but, oh, I got news for you. That boat. <laughs> no, I got news for you. Wait till it's my section, but go ahead. Keep telling. Oh, how interesting. Oh, spicy boy. <laughs> and
1: you just explained it again. I still I still don't get it. I money is fake. Uh, <laughs> a bunch of a bunch of can we swear on this?
0: <laughs> yeah, gonna knock yourself out. <laughs> a bunch of
1: rich assholes. Uh, <laughs> We're basically trying to screw GameStop for their own well-being and now the Redditors are taking it to those rich assholes is, is what I gather so if- now basically all those really rich people are losing the money that they thought they had made in the shade basically and now I guess they're doing it elsewhere they're doing it with AMC theaters uh but but By accident, some have they've also accidentally like pumped money into AMC, the TV company, like the (laughs) creators of The Walking Dead television show, Mm -hmm. because some people just got mixed signals about who they were supposed to be screwing the rich assholes over with. But uh, (laughs) so I guess all the both versions of AMC are are at least momentarily happy. I don't know. I'm trying to figure out and with GameStop for that matter, do these company bigwigs, do they like this or I mean, because I feel like whatever happens next with GameStop like GameStop's fate is still sealed because it's GameStop and they're selling physical merchandise in an increasingly digital world yep. <laughs> but and then the same likely for the movie theater I don't I don't know what AMC can do about it but yeah. besides make another Walking Dead spinoff for the eighth time in 10 years <laughs> but I I have to assume this probably doesn't change anything for the fate of GameStop right or I think maybe. GameStop's
0: still taking it now I mean, (laughs) it's kind of funny because they've been taking an elf for, I want to say, probably the last two years. And some may disagree because there have been launches that have been semi successful, but it's never been like it's it's never going to get to its peak. The culture of doing uh, midnight releases, they're not the same. I haven't done a midnight release in years. And quite frankly,
1: now a a midnight release is now you pre-downloaded it already. And Mm -hmm. now the
0: game's unlocked on your hard drive and you just play. (laughs) They're not even like things. There's no hype. You know, what I mean, people who were initially uh, a part of it, like I've only been to two over two midnight releases. And that was ironically both shooter games, uh, Gears of War 3 and (laughs) Modern Warfare (laughs) 3. But. From what I've seen to the people who are dead stop, uh, dead stop, they're GameStop fanboys, and I say that lovingly. They get a hype and thrill out of it, and they've admitted that things are just not the same. First and foremost, I mean, they open at nine, shall I say. So it's not a midnight release. It's now nine. So that's weird. Also, why? Like you've mentioned, with the rising digital age, why? Doesn't seem worth. It. First and foremost, we shouldn't be pre-ordering anything. That's just me thinking <laughs> now, and that may be a whole different topic and a whole different episode. But no, that shouldn't be a thing. But the thing with GameStop, and I'm going to assume with the big wigs because I want to get back on on track here, the big wigs must have some sort of excitement seeing it at first. But when the news hit, I'm going to assume as the trend dies down so will their stock price because at this yeah. point people are just trying to screw rich people which you know <laughs> yeah it oh wow millionaire lost a, a 100,000 so sorry like who cares at that point yeah that's fine <laughs> I, I i could give two shits the thing about this though is um i missed out so back in 2020 we're probably saying early august Probably late July, but we'll go on that time frame. So let's just say late July, early August. I was at my significant other's house. Her brother-in-law was there, and he's heavily invested in the stock market. I know nothing. I ask him. He tells me kind of entry-level things. Long story short, I got some check from a gig, and I put the whole $1,000 into, you want to guess, Mark? AMC is The Walking Dead. No. (laughs) Yes, The Walking Dead, the show that I've watched two seasons of, and I was like, okay, I'm done.
1: (laughs) Are you about to tell me you have GameStop?
0: I had $1,000 in GameStop stocks. At the time, I think the price per share was like $4.15. The current value is like $3.50 or four (laughs) hundred.
1: dollars Yeah.
0: Basically, I did the math, and unless I did the math wrong, if I would have kept it, I would have had... Probably closer to 77 or 78k. Ah, oh, jeez. Wait, and when did you get out with it then? Literally like a week later, because I saw my thousand dollar share go down. And I was oh, like, yeah. once I saw the price go down, my heart dropped. Again, poor boy from the Bronx saw money go out of pocket. And again, <laughs> yeah. everything is fake. So when I see me putting it investing quote unquote into something and then seeing the money saying, Hey, you used to have a thousand. Now you have 975. Now you have 950. What the am I supposed to do at that point? Because I'm freaking out. So what's really, really interesting is that everybody started losing their minds, which willingly I understand, because of the fact that this short squeeze has hurt, well, not hurt their pockets, but it's just interesting to see GameStop being used as the pawn in this situation. And AMC, because, I mean, AMC has been suffering ever since the pandemic, which, by the way, GameStop should have not existed past the pandemic. But that's, again, another hot take. Uh, (laughs) Here's my bigger question. Does this mean GameStop comes back? Does this mean in some sort of like do or die situation, they do something that's risky, but now they have the money in it? Or does it mean more of the same? No matter how you look at it, death will be death all dies yeah this
1: this probably i don't even know if it extends the life or, or because maybe when the bottom falls out of all this that just speeds up the process it's, it's hard for me to i don't even want to speak as though i'm an expert on this because i'm not oh, of an course expert on stadia but, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> But I just, I mean, game, if you're asking me if GameStop is dead soon anyway, for sure it is. I mean, you can't you can't get by just selling Pikachu socks is my thinking. You just,
0: it's not going to last. Well, here's also <laughs> a thing that I saw and I wish I could link it. Apparently outside of the whole stock situation, GameStop has seen an increase of foot traffic during the pandemic, but in general, and an increase in business because of Funko Pops. Which then brings the question... Is it even GameStop anymore? I know it's not the one we saw as a child, but why? Just switch up your model at this point. Because right now, I'm very confused. Like, the fact that I can go in and you have a whole section bigger than a used section, which should be your bread and butter, the thing that I think would bring you the most income is being minimized. Well, Also, that could just be because of their pricing, too. Because, you know, imagine buying a game and after, like, three months of a single-player game, it's still... Fifty nine or fifty five ninety nine. Like what? The yeah. F- you know, I wish I could say I missed going to GameStop. I even saw you tweet and talk with it with Elijah from the Escapist. It's almost a good riddance, and it's sad because I had
1: great memories. Oh yeah, their. I mean, their whole point of sale procedure, where they hound the customer with eight different questions, like it's it makes it a tangled subject because. You want to feel bad for the day-to-day employees of course you mm-hmm. want to you want to laugh at the hedge fund assholes who are, who are out on what they were what they were trying to succeed with and which was you know shady to begin with so that's fine with me there's just so many different angles to it but but i i do often come back to the fact that for me it sounds like you have better memories of GameStop than i did R- routinely the store associates that i dealt with over the years me and my brother as well uh they were just so like corporate focused. You could mm-hmm. tell they were just the real go getter types. They they're not going to let you leave until you get the scratch protection or until you pre order something for the. You got to put the five dollars down, or they're not <laughs> going to shut the hell up. Like, ah, uh, it was so awkward to to buy something from GameStop. So I often didn't, and now simply don't. I mean, other than the PS five that I bought, don't when, flex. When, <laughs> when pre-orders went up out of nowhere that day i i went over and grabbed one real quick i actually got the last one that day out of like 20 that they had or whatever so i made it just in time but that's that's probably my last gamestop purchase i weirdly i still do have the rewards card but that's basically my game informer uh subscription i just gotcha. look at it that way yeah. but yeah I, I don't i don't have many fond memories of gamestop I, I will certainly feel for for all the nine to five or folks that are are going to lose their jobs uh probably within the next few years unless there's a, yeah. a tremendous pivot that we can't foresee right now but i don't i mean literally i don't see that coming i just said that but i i just i I feel pretty certain that it's it's over with oh yeah but if if in the meantime a bunch of billionaires uh lose billions of dollars i guess that's fine
0: i wish i could say i'm sad and i wish i could say i'm mad but quite frankly from everybody i've known who'd worked at GameStop and the culture that was there oh yeah they all hate it too whenever you hear from them oh I'm sure my sister doesn't care about this, but my sister picked up a part time job at GameStop and she did it just for some pe- extra petty cash. And like she was explaining, like the managers are disgusting. They only want like females in there. It's, it's a gender. And, and she's in Florida. So I don't know if that makes a difference because that state's crazy within itself. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But like it's the way she described how they handle things. And then there's actually like little kids who actually and I mean little in the in the sense of like 16, just getting mm-hmm. ready to get their first job and stuff being declined because they're not a hot female. Hey, all right. Yeah, well, GameStop goodbye at that point because quite frankly, you've been screwing people over for years and I think it's about time you get screwed over. That's just my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have transitions. <laughs> but we're gonna talk about uh, something that kind of linked into the Stadia in 2.5 seconds. I'm gonna let some music play transition and then uh, let's chat about something and wrap up this bad boy, shall we? The uh, Microsoft price hike, which to me is a disaster. I don't know how you feel, Mark, but let me give him the 401 before we digest into this bad boy. Basically, Microsoft decided that they wanted to increase the price for their monthly membership. I know each section was different, but if I'm not mistaken, I think it was six months ended up being $60 for the prepaid, or basically the $10 per month you end up paying resulted in 120 annually. And for somebody who's been on Xbox since 2007, 2008, I've been one of the specific people who purchased the card or the code online for $60 for the year, which was sufficient enough for me because at the time games with gold was pretty amazing. I always wanted to play games with friends and obviously that was the paywall and I was a kid and you know, just kind of got adapted to the situation of paying for online services. Now that I have a PC, I've realized this is a very stupid and silly thing, but can't really control this situation. So basically, Microsoft did this. I actually saw this in my Facebook group, and they were saying, is this real? It did look extremely photoshopped. I was like, no. We had a brief conversation, went to bed, woke up, boom. News announced that they were doing that. They didn't even give a rhyme or reason. They didn't say that we're improving something for security or or best servers or some selling point to keep things entertaining or keep things worthwhile, shall I say. And a lot of people expressed their feelings. And usually on Twitter, it's not exactly the happiest go lucky group, depending on who you have. And then they noticed Microsoft. And then shortly after, they reverted on their plans. Microsoft reverting their plans. They haven't done that before because Mark and I have the fortune, we're fortunate enough to be within the gaming industry, more Mark than me. Um, So we've had chances to play things on multiple platforms, try things out like previews and betas and different systems. So I've kind of distanced myself from Xbox. I'm not as heavily invested as I used to be, even though I do have Game Pass Ultimate, but I am very curious to hear Mark's opinion on the whole change, How did this switcheroo affect you or how did you see it? And why do you think they caused it? And why do you think they reverted it? I think I know all the answers, but I'm still going to poke your brain. You kind
1: of alluded to it too. It It was nostalgic in a way to see... The Xbox brand like shoot themselves in the foot publicly <laughs> like that I was like oh they haven't done that in, in seven or eight years by now I think uh, it's it's been a while since Don Matrick released the uh, I mean announced the, the Xbox One and told people if if they want to play games not online then they should just, just stay on Xbox 360. Oh god. <laughs> just bri- brilliant, brilliant leadership. We got our first gaming PC ever I mean it's my first ever I think it's my wife's too. Nice. She bought that for us my, my son and I as a gift in August. Still play Stadia of course as long as they'll let me until those services shut down down i have a switch i've got a playstation 5 all that but i do still like xbox the best not in any fanboy way it's just that's if something's multi-platform that's where i want to play it i just like i don't know i like everything i like the ui i like that game pass is doing so well because i want that to keep doing well because it seems like it's good for everybody when it does so i am i am there most most of the time if if i if the game allows me to be but yeah it was like i said it was it was nostalgic to see them screw up so badly and honestly when when they did it I mean, it's, it was pretty transparent that they did it because they want people to get on game pass instead, mm-hmm. but I was surprised that they actually reverted on it. I didn't see that coming when they, I think it was only like what, 12 hours later or something. Yep. It was, it was the same day. Cause they're the update was like, we screwed up today is how it began. <laughs> I was like, oh wow, that was quick. And they must've just been taking such a beating that when I saw it that morning, I figured, wow, that sucks. I mean, that's, you know, I don't just subscribe to gold, so it didn't affect me personally, but I was like, that's, they're doubling the price for anybody who is buying annually, basically.
0: Did that impact you? Did you feel like, wow, this, is this worth it anymore?
1: Game Pass Ultimate gives you gold as well. So I just paid through it too there, which is what they want people like I said, they they wanted to just move to spook people almost to move on to ultimate instead of just sticking with gold. Mm-hmm. But it's clearly the wrong way to do business to scare people into the thing you want them to do rather than like entice them or incentivize yep. that change. They literally just like scared people's wallets or at least they tried to until there was such a backlash. Sadly, I would have just sucked it up and taken the price hike because well well because you know i live on the west coast now i have for half a decade but i was born on the east coast and everybody i know is back there so if i wanted to play PUBG with my brother like we try to do once a week Mm -hmm. and that time's really important to me yeah unfortunately i'm going to i'm going i was going to just Have to suck it up and pay the pay the new price that was it would never have been in the question for me now like i said i'm already on game pass ultimate so i've already hit their current end game and i'm sure they're very happy with me for that as a consumer but yeah so i do feel for the people who like me some part of them feels like they rely on that service existing in their life so they're Uh gonna pay it no matter what and then they're just getting sort of taken for a ride when you double it in an instant and when they first announced it i thought well, that sucks, but I guess PlayStation's going kind to of do the same thing pretty soon because they always just yep. copy each other with everything. Yeah. But then for Microsoft to rescind so quickly, I was like, huh, maybe regardless of what PlayStation's doing, at least Xbox is going back on it and they're making amends pretty quickly. It's just, it's, it's funny that they're doing this still, even long after Don Matrick left and made mm-hmm. it a hobby of his to do this sort of thing.
0: Yeah. I, in my head, I've pictured Phil Spencer immediately getting flack of this is like we got to fix this i don't know why <laughs> i don't know if he really makes the end call
1: because that is something like that did likely happen you know it's yeah it's those big wigs again saying all right fix this but it's like how didn't you see this coming
0: <laughs> it's so anti consumerism at that point because they so like they imagine just being force fed into the situation and i know that still gives you the option to pay either the double price or go into ultimate and or whatever game pass like it wants to be more than just gold which i totally get but for me somebody who enjoys game pass and i only had it because they have the dollar conversion fee that allowed it to do the upgrade i don't need game pass in my life it is an amazing experience don't get me wrong but again i'm also fortunate enough where i have access to most of these games outside of the xbox network unless they're obviously the exclusives uh well even gears gears for me i can probably play on the pc like i'm not stuck to that console the only thing that i really was at one point was playing fortnite and this is because i've been obsessed with it since i had a chance to preview it with kevin and that ended up being a thing where I just stuck with it and that's it. But even then, there's a paywall. Again, got my BC, didn't need it. You know what I mean? So yeah. I feel for those who are are kind of stuck behind it. But the fact that you can often even find these annual passes online, most of the time you'll catch them on Newegg for 30 bucks for a year. Yeah. <laughs> so why go through the process? Also, what are we paying for? That's so amazing because you can't say games with gold just for Xbox Live because games with gold went down to shitter, in my opinion. Granted, they do have smaller stuff, but you look at that in comparison to PSN, like there's a vast difference in terms of quality. That may sound like I'm being harsh, but in reality, I don't see the purpose in paying for these services like live itself. Game Pass, agree, love it. But the fact that we went from, guess what? We've doubled our price to Prior, there was a whole rumor, and I don't know if you remember this, Mark, there was a rumor of Xbox Live going free. Yeah, that was so I think those rumors
1: were probably people hearing about what they've now done, which we didn't even touch on this part yet, is when they took back the price increase, they also said, Oh, by the way, in the coming months, if a game is free to play, you won't even need the gold. So pretty soon Fortnite is truly free on Xbox, just like it is everywhere else, which has been another like stain on an otherwise pretty great ecosystem, I thought, for Xbox. They are fixing that at least as well. It's just but I think it's months away i think when people were hearing about it and sharing those rumors a couple months ago Mm -hmm. they were probably catching wind of those plans Mm -hmm. but yeah somewhere along the line i don't know i mean yeah maybe part of the rumor was false or i don't know where this where when this price increase came to someone's head but they should have left it there obviously it's remarkable that it uh that it made it as far as it did with with the official post and everything only to just be (laughs) revoked Mm -hmm. 12 hours later roughly
0: it's bananas And if you ask me if you've removed the games with gold as a perk, which sounds silly, but in exchange, you get gold for free. You better believe I'd pay not even the 10 bucks. I'd pay the 15 bucks per month for a game pass because then and I know that sounds like silly. Why would I need to? I know the benefit of having these cons like they're going to have games that I'm going to want to check out. Obviously, I can't play the medium because I'm on an old Xbox, but which, by the way, you reviewed, which I was confused by the score. We'll talk about that all stream. But <laughs> I don't know if they're how much they're making within gold. But the fact that I can see gold prices, like if I go to gray market websites, I've seen gold for as cheap as 20 bucks. So hmm. my thing is, is it really that much of a moneymaker? And I don't know the business of it. But if you've given somebody a taste of something that's free or even a trial game pass, and if, especially if you're a new Xbox owner, you have the Xbox All Access and so you're fortunate to have the Series X or S. Don't you think at that point you're like, when this thing is up, I'd probably invest further because now I'm already heavily into the ecosystem. Is that not does that not make sense? No, yeah, that makes sense. I feel like when I was younger, when they the whole Xbox One E3 release or hmm. event because I only had an Xbox, was so already fanboy and already on that side. I was like, I don't mind. I could keep connect. Da, 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 da. And then, given the option outside of it, really had an opportunity to see it's not that serious. It's all about preference. And if you're making it more inconvenient for the consumer, whether you be a digital or a hybrid, or you have more physical copies, or you just want to explore new games. When you give options and be as friendly as you possibly can in terms of your deals, they'll bite. As to forcing something down someone's throat and just kind of bullying them into something. And I know that's not Microsoft's intention. At least I hope
1: not. It's It's hard not to look at it that way, though. So they've got to know they've got to have the (laughs) self-awareness that this is going to go poorly. Let's hit send anyway is apparently what they thought it's that's parts really weird to me like i said it's nostalgic you know it, it yeah, reminds of me of <laughs> reminds me of the X, the old xbox though because I, I do think phil spencer's done a lot of good as like the the leader and like the face of the brand lately especially picking up the pieces from his predecessor predecessor yeah but yeah this one was strangely nostalgic unexpected <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it's crazy because there's fanboys on each side regardless of how you look at it i don't know why console wars was ever a thing but whatever i was a part of it what the fuck am i talking about either way you know <laughs> that there's there on both sides and and seeing it it's kind of mind-boggling because I, I don't know if you've ever seen this on your feed depending on who you follow and stuff but like sometimes you'll see like well, oh, maybe you should check out this person and they may be only like xbox focused or vice versa have you ever had that happen in your feed or is it just me?
1: Yeah, and I, I think I tried not to follow some of those people, but well, I mean, it, it depends on if they're getting real fanboyish, then yeah, I'm not going to stick around to read those <laughs> people. But but I mean, like Ryan McCaffrey at IGN, he clearly prefers Xbox over the other, but I think he does it in in a balanced way. He, yeah. You know, I mean, I like I said, I prefer Xbox, too, but I've owned every PlayStation that's ever released, including mm-hmm. this one on launch day. So it's, it's not, you know, it doesn't have to be toxic.
0: <laughs> this is coming from the man who reviewed Apple. Apple Arcade, he opens every sort of game. <laughs> That's true. <yeah. laughs> like, no, I, I mean that in, in the most, like, loving way. It's, it's, it's just bananas, because I've never followed those people, but I see the suggestions, and it's like, you should follow so-and-so, and it's just like Xbox something or PlayStation something. And then seeing how people either defended or went against, but, like, harshly went against was like, I've seen both sides where it's like, this is still a great deal if you get Game Pass, just convert to Game Pass, that da, da, da ultimate, da-da-da-da-da. Or you get on the other end where it's like, uh, Game Pass is a joke and offers absolutely no value. And I'm like, do you guys have a single thought in your mind that's not directed by a specific brand? Or am I yeah. am I losing my freaking crap? Like this is, <sighs> okay, sorry. I'm going on a spiel. This is not the point. I think we should wrap up. I feel like I, I bursted a blood vein in my last conversation i'm sorry (laughs) we are going to have to say goodbye to our amazing bud mark mark thank you so much for being a part of the show it's always fun just to chit chat with you and it's been a while
1: yeah hopefully this didn't go too long for you it was good it was a good talk though
0: No, no no hopefully i didn't take too much of your time you got a lot of stuff on your plate mister Speaking of a lot of stuff on your plate, do you, would you promo let people know where they can find you or, or what do you have coming down the pipeline? Or if you just need to follow to give us information on our fellow. Sure. Yeah. On Twitter, I'm at Mark Delaney
1: says, uh, I don't stream much, but maybe this is the year I start to do that right now. I mostly just stream my Madden league games, mm-hmm. uh, which get pretty competitive. You can see me losing the playoffs there. Like I have <laughs> for the past two seasons. That's, uh, <laughs> my username there's mark delaney plays trying to trying to keep it on brand there <laughs> the control uh special edition my review will be out for that on game skinny on probably friday i would guess mm. um it's not all up to me got an editor i gotta worry about too but got some other reviews coming up for games radar i do a bunch of monthly lists for them you can read about the best apple arcade games if you're a weirdo like me like will alluded <laughs> to earlier uh I also do best game pass games over there, which is pretty cool. Nice. Basically, I'm playing everything on every service. And then a few people like when I put them in a ranked list, which I'm obsessed with doing. So I, I happily oblige. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that, I think that's that's everywhere.
0: Yes. You've probably read something if you've been on OpenCritic or any sort of gaming site. So you you know of Mark uh but anyway yes uh in case you guys forget i'm easy to find just type my name in google i mostly tweet and complain about things um my youtube channel i'm posting the podcast and doing more video content there so if you want subscribe or just pop in whatever we'll see blogs.blogspot because I don't want to pay for a domain in case you want to keep up with (laughs) other mini reviews. I've been doing a lot of film stuff, which has been fun to do, especially when I'm I'm removing the rating system and stuff, just recommending and whatnot. And uh, yeah, if you know me from The Escapist, you know I'm still producing content there. And yeah, easy to find. Just I say Twitter's the easiest thing. But that is all the time we have because, you know, it is late. Actually, I'm supposed to be on Fortnite right now. Holy hell. Okay. (laughs) Thanks for stopping by. We'll catch you next week. Later, everyone.